the, it is it, better than billions. Oh, come as, on. Far be it for us to continue to talk about a friggin' Cleveland Indian. But the other cool thing about Trevor oh, Bauer God, is... there's more. Look at that f***ing pile of snow. Oh, my gosh. This is so exciting. Now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the Substandard Expanded Universe. You are listening to the SSEU podcast. The SSEU is the internet's premier podcast dedicated to hot takes about Star Wars, Disney, and pop culture from a substandard perspective. You can find us on Google Podcasts, iPodcasts, Stitcher, and wherever else you usually find podcasts. You can email us at sseupod at gmail.com. Chris, are you here? I'm here. What's Chris? Podcast? Chris, welcome back to the show. Are you doing well? I am doing well, uh, Thomas. Thank you. No thanks to you. Are you guys proud of yourselves? Did you appreciate us wondering aloud about your sicknesses? Yeah. Are you proud of that segment? I wasn't actually proud of it. I think I even said that, that we should stop. <laughs> so I am proud of that. Aren't you? I showed restraint. Aren't you proud of me for that? Sure. Thank you. Chris is here. Ryan, you're also here, finally. Yes. Yes, I was just taste testing some product from a prospective sponsor, but I don't think they're going to make the cut. It was Domino's. It was gross. Why did you get Domino's pizza? Ew. I didn't. Rose had a meeting. They didn't give her a budget, so she had to pay for the food herself. And <laughs> so she, she was like, they don't Domino's. deserve anything better than Domino's. <laughs> so she got Domino's. It's, it's part of her managerial like tactic. It's like, yeah, you, it's you, like, guys, you guys get this, right? So, this yeah. is, I, I want you to understand that the level of the food is directly related to the your, level of your job performance. Sorry, performance, yeah. I don't really big pizza companies, so like Domino's, Papa John's, Pizza Hut. Like, do you have a favorite out of these ones? I think they're all similar. Of the big chains, the only one Rose finds edible is Domino's. Like, she will not touch Pizza Hut or Papa John's. That's I, I why. I just don't understand, like, when there are countless opportunities for better pizza, why any would, like, why, why does Domino's exist anymore? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, I guess it's for people who, like, because, I mean, like, I ordered it. It was, like, you could get, like, three medium pizzas for, like, $6 each. I mean, it was, like, $18 something, $18 and change. You know those pizzas you get and heat up in your in your own uh, oven? They taste better than Domino's. Oh, yeah. DiGiorno's is far yeah. superior. No, I don't think it's better than Domino's. I mean... It, it, those are six dollars though they are yeah i mean it's just like she can't take a frozen pizza to her work where they just have a microwave hold on guys i'm gonna throw this frozen pizza that doesn't fit in our microwave i have to chop this frozen pizza in half put it in the microwave for 30 minutes <laughs> and then we're gonna eat that <laughs> we're gonna eat we're gonna eat DiGiorno soup ryan ryan yeah. just to be clear we ha- we don't have an offer from Domino's. No, I, I said it was. To- I said it was trash. No, no. I just I, before like we go like all in and trashing it. I just want to make sure that that oh. like <laughs> no, we did because like I would totally on, endorse them. We we had, had well, sure, you. yeah, we definitely had a, a a real money offer. But then you know I was eating some of this pizza that you know I, I grabbed a piece that she brought home that she ordered uh seven hours ago and based on that i i just emailed them no thanks this tastes like complete trash don't ever try to give us money again okay we've had some pretty bad advertisers and i'm sure we'll accept some pretty pretty bad advertisers in the fuse hey so speaking do- of which w- we do have an ad it's from 
the Koch brothers. So can oh. we go ahead and play that right now? Right now? We're not even five minutes into the Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's do it this now. Is, okay. Brought to okay. you by the the cop. How do you say it? No, we don't say it like that anymore. They <laughs> they almost stopped advertising with this. So you'll hear the ad and you'll hear it the right way. Okay, let's go. We have another Koch Brothers ad this week, which is kind of surprising considering how many times we mispronounced their last name, but we've got it right this time. And uh, here we go. Are you tired of having old, boring, normal-shaped furniture at your get-togethers with friends and loose acquaintances? Would you like your guests to get the point that they're there to have a swinging good time? Well, Coke Furniture can help. Coke Furniture brings you the most extensive selection of... Phalish? Phalish? Phalanx? Uh, must must be Greek. Phalish-style furniture to get your party off to the right start. Go to cokefurniture.com now and use promo code DUDESSCATTING DUDESSCATTING for 30% off the Dick Ottoman. That's C-O-C-K furniture.com. Use promo code DUDESSCATTING. What the hell is a dick ottoman? Ugh, I'm gonna go to this website. Holy God, it's all penises. Chris, you've been away. Have you been enjoying it? Oh, it was wonderful, and um, that is can, can you a tell- direct correlation to not being with you guys on the podcast. I was on vacation, Thomas. Before that, can you share with our listeners why you were away? I I had the plague. Did you want me to go in detail into, like, my awful illness? I had canker sores all over my mouth and down my throat to the point where I was, for eight days, did not eat a bite of food. Uh, I lost 16 pounds. I'm thinking of writing a book on crash diets. Probably would have taken me, like, nine months to lose that weight. Um, And, uh, I mean, it's baby weight for my five-year-old. But, yeah, I went to the doctor, like, on Wednesday and called him back on Friday and went back in on Saturday. I was was miserable. I was – so, I mean, I've had strep throat where my throat hurt and my body ached and was, you know, had fevers and chills and whatever. Just having my mouth and throat – hurt for like 14 straight days it it was like the worst thing that ever happened to me and they couldn't do anything for you right so i went in to the doctor the first time he's just kind of was like yeah you've got these sores and we're not sure why you get them it can be from this ingredient in toothpaste he said i can recommend a new toothpaste for you it could come from this but basically he's like i will look like the biggest genius i could tell you anything i could say berry 13 uh chicken bones from lesbian chickens in your backyard <laughs> and hop around in your left foot um, under a full moon. And and uh, you'll think of a genius because in two weeks they will have gone away. So you broke um, into 13 lesbians' houses, stole chicken bones out of their trash. They're lesbian chickens, they... not chickens <laughs> from lesbians, to be clear. Are you sure that's what he meant? Maybe I mean, not. Maybe, maybe I could have gotten relief. Maybe it would have worked. So the only thing he gave me was this magic mouthwash or magic swizzle, which can numb it a little bit. But on my, my Friday, I was like, I'm dying. And so I called him and I was like, you need to do something for me. I'm dying. And so he gave me a prednisone, a steroid. Um, I not, am dying. Not the kind of steroid that Ryan takes, but the non-anabolic sort. Actually, uh, prednisone was exactly the kind of steroid that I took the last time I talked about <laughs> steroids. But anyway... And the next day, I like I was still miserable, and I went back in, and the doctor doubled the steroid dose. This is a different doctor now. Nice. And then gave me another anti-inflammatory, which actually indicated for gout. 
he's like, uh, the only other thing he, I give this to people for is gout. Why couldn't they have just given you a load of like oxycotton? Yeah, I probably should ask for that, but like, if I, I figure you should never ask for it, right? That's the first thing I ask for. <laughs> You're like, uh, yeah. uh, doctor, <laughs> I've had diarrhea for twelve hours. I think I need some oxycotton. <laughs> like, give me all the oxy. I'm sure it's fine. And then you went to Canada. I did not go to Canada, Thomas. Close to Canada. Yeah, my my grand uh, grandfather has a cabin that he built with his own two hands in 1968. That um, is across the bay from Canada. It's in a national park. It's one of the most beautiful places in the world, and uh, we had a great time there. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you laughing at? I was just reading Twitter, and iced tea. Quote tweeted somebody and said, Who is Charles Manson? And I still quote tweeted him and said, Google it, dumb. F-. I can't believe this website is free. He wasn't even replying to Ice T. Somehow Ice T just saw it out there. It was just like, I'm going to tell this guy what for. I have some exciting news. Uh, you can never guess what I've been up to. Test driving Volvos. Uh, oh, I, w- I wish. That's that's maybe what I should have done instead. Test driving pills that give you diarrhea. <laughs> what have you been doing? The other day, uh, this, uh, this past weekend, a friend was celebrating her birthday, and a group of us went out. So we went first to dinner at a, at a Ryan-approved restaurant called a Thirsty Lion, because it only has like eight locations, so it's obviously good. It's the opposite of the bunch theorem, well, I guess. It, like one location could be good, could be bad. But if it's a local place that they've been forced to open up, you know, multiple locations at that, gunpoint, that, they've yeah. been forced. They're like, we want it, this so badly. You terrorist, will open a terrorist north side location they, of this bistro. Kidnapped the owner's kids and said, if you don't open seven more locations, your children are going to be cut into pieces and uh, buried. <laughs> At those seven locations, you should have opened up that. They have a few locations here in Arizona, and then they have, like, two in Oregon and two in Texas or something like that. What? Two in Texas? <laughs> Geographical spread. There's one in Irving, Texas. I think that's the Dallas I area. I find this horny lion. And then there's one in... Donald Glade, Glover? Glade Parks? Euless? I don't know. Anyway, it was great. They have uh, whiskey flights for 15 bucks. It was a great experience. They have planes? After that, we went to Dave & Buster's. I had never been. I was unsure about what this concept was, but it was an arcade that serves food and drinks, and it yeah. was great. It was it was a lot of fun. You've never been to a Dave & Buster's before? No. I've seen it, but I didn't really mm. know what it was. Are you telling I me ass- Champaign-Urbana didn't have a Dave & Buster's? They definitely had a, sh- uh, a if, Dave & Buster's. If they, College if they town? do, I never went. So, I don't know. Oh, then they had something they, No, they, they, they don't have Dave & Buster's. Dave & Buster's is a big city thing. However, Sioux Falls is getting a Dave & Buster's, like, smaller like smaller concept thing. High five? We have high five down the road from us, which is a, I can give you a high five. Is it Dave & Buster's branded? Like, there's, like, no, there's no, like no, two no. others it's, like it's this a, in the country. It's like, a it's actually smaller... Dave & Buster's, but it's, like, a smaller... Oh, so they're like okay. they're testing no, out no. smaller markets. Like I see. So what is it they're gonna have? Like uh, I have no idea if it's just like a third of the size. Does, or... does Dave and Buster's have bowling? I can't remember if they have bowling or I not. Think so. Not not the one I went to at least. Okay. Or I, unless that was upstairs, they might have. They had a second floor uh, that we didn't go to. Because... I don't think they do have bowling. They like there. There are some of these newer places like uh, Punch Bowl Social is like uh, kind of like Dave and Buster's, but it's a it's at like higher end places, and they have bowling, 
but then they also have the arcade and the bar. No, but it was fun. So we walked in, you you filled, they actually had a cover charge because it, because it was fight night. And so that was oh. on the TVs. Then you I, was, got, I was hoping that you fought someone. And then uh, we filled our cards with, uh, what do they call them? Tickets, I guess? No, not tickets. No, you Credits, win tickets. Whatever. You win tickets and you fill your cards with something and else. If you get Good like 7,000 uh, tickets, cool. you get like a plastic cup. I get yeah. so many <laughs> tickets because like I'll, I'll just, I'll stay at the basketball games and I'll just like continually set the high score on like all five basketball games over and over. I get so many tickets that the boys end up, they, they walk out of there with like all kinds of prizes because of all the tickets I win playing basketball. Uh, my favorite game was, uh, they had a snowmobile game. You got to drive a snowmobile. That was fun. Uh, I cut some fruit. Is it a snowmobile or is it a snow machine? Your video game. It's not a snow machine. I thought it's called a snow machine. I thought only amateurs call it a snowmobile. People who are from a snow machine, like like a machine that makes snow, a snow machine. In Alaska, they call it a snow machine. Yeah, well, maybe Alaskans are idiots. Yeah, they're dumb. A snow machine makes snow at a ski resort. Uh, exactly. They're snowmobiles, or in in certain parts of Minnesota, they call them snow cats because Articat is a is a big it's maker a brand, a maker. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know people that do like professional snow machine races in my family, and they call them snow. <laughs> they race snowmakers. That's <laughs> <laughs> who could make the biggest pile of snow. Like, oh my gosh, he's at two feet already. Look at that. Pile of snow! Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. That's why it's on ESPN Four. You you will appreciate learning that uh, I actually have two snowmobiles back home, uh, and they are they are both Finnish. So Yuck. they're finished. Herbert. That's good. You should have been writing. I'm on brand. That aren't um, that aren't finished. Yeah, go go on, Ryan. Where are you going? Well, if they're not finished, you probably couldn't ride them. <laughs> they have finished. So I recently have Did have you see... either of you guys seen Black Adder? Oh yeah, I'm a huge Black Adder fan. Ryan, do you, do you know what? I don't Black even Adder know is? what you're talking about. I don't think we're allowed to be saying that. Whatever you just said. <laughs> Blackadder is this British sitcom from from the from the eighties, starring Rowan Atkinson, Hugh Laurie, and a, a bunch of British people, I guess. And it is hilarious. It's fantastic. It is so funny. I when I started watching it, my British my British friends said that the first season isn't quite that good, but it is laugh out loud funny. Yeah, I, I don't like the it, first it is season. So but great. every other season, do you have a favorite or which which ones have you watched? I've watched the first three seasons. So I have one left. Um, oh, this, the fourth is uh, I'm looking at it right now. They don't have any seasons. They have four series. But they, they don't have any seasons. Yes, right. <laughs> well, it's hard to mention um, Hugh Laurie without mentioning um, House. House. No, like House. Uh, who's has the other famous British dude? Who's House? John Cleese. Rowan Atkinson. Let me let me try this again. House. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that Always Sunny? episode where at the beginning like d says like she has some important news and then frank says that he has some important news that he's gonna buy a house and d is like and so uh, like which one do you want to hear and then they just start like can i just, sl- can I just slowly just... chanting like house 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 and d is like i'm pregnant and they're just like house 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 can i just stop you and say i've never seen a single house episode i, I haven't definitely either. haven't seen that one you're not missing i said much. always sunny episode not oh it's always oh, i'm sorry you thought sweet d and frank were characters <laughs> from house they have a character called 13 
So yeah, I could see that. It's house. Yeah. So anyway, about Black Adder, um, it's it's hard to mention Hugh Laurie without mentioning um, Stephen Fry. They they right. are famous for doing comedy together, both in the Jeeves and Wooster, but also a, a they show a bit of Fry and Laurie. Is that what it's called? This is uh, Stephen Fry in Veep? Uh, not in the early seasons. Hugh Laurie is pretty prominent in Veep in the last two seasons. Are you serious? Know. That's awesome. Yeah. I love Hugh yes. Laurie. You haven't watched. The last no, two seasons of Veep? I, I've only seen, like, the first two. Oh, yeah. He becomes, like, a major character of Veep. That's phenomenal. So, anyway, uh, Thomas, go on. Blackadder is hilarious. I grew up watching a lot of Rowan Atkinson because Mr. Bean was playing all the time on Swedish television. I found it funny, but Rowan Atkinson as Blackadder is, is oh, even yeah. better. So better. My kids like, so funny. the boys like Mr. He's Bean. He's, like, smart and, and crafty. Like, I like that kind of Rowan Atkinson better than the stupid, which yeah. is why I don't like the first season. The first right. season is idiot blackadder the third in george and england that that series is so funny like where the, the dynamic where um hugh laurie is the idiot king or not king he's the prince right prince regent prince regent yeah uh so good and and ron Atkinson always has these plans and and the um the similes like there's always like it is as hot as a you know and you would have this like uh, a woman something yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. and but they'd be really like Really long, and like everyone would be original, and yeah, just fantastic writing and acting. Such a great show. Yeah, I'm surprised, Ryan. I'm surprised that you haven't seen this. Yeah, it's, I'm looking at it. Actually, does look really funny. It's and it's on Prime. I think that you would enjoy it. There's a lot of yeah. stuff that I. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of stuff to watch right now. Like it's genuinely like one of the top comedy series of of all time. The election where um, he tries to put up a candidate for the Rotten Borough. Yeah, the, the the first episode of C the third three. series. It's so like Ryan, watch that one, and if you don't immediately love it, yeah, like, it was released on VHS, uh, February fifth, nineteen ninety. Oh, you can get the VHS. Yeah, nice. So. I can picture Ryan like trying to shove the VHS into Samsung Galaxy, <laughs> Fra- try- trying to find the slot on the Alexa where you can insert the VHS. <laughs> my my Fire no, TV he's cube. Worked with Alexa before. It, um, uh, guys, it looks like I'm going to have to smash this VHS to pieces to fit it inside here. So You might think that we give Ryan a hard time on the show, but we mostly do it because he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> what, was that how you planned it, Ryan? Yeah, that's exactly how I planned it. <laughs> I can't believe I did that. You stole that from me. And I stole <laughs> from the fifth column. Good Moynihan said that on the fifth column about um, Jane Mayer. About who? Jane Mayer, the writer. J- Jane Austen? Yeah, Jane Austen. She's a investigative journalist for, for the New Yorker. She but, sucks. That's the point. So the only thing that can improve this Trevor Bauer chucking the ball into center field is if, like in Rookie of the Year, a kid threw it all the way from center field. <laughs> Back to catcher's mitt. That's just so funny because I read that book, The MVP Machine, about how they're you know using new technology and analytics to create better players and everything like that. And Trevor Bauer is like one of the main storylines of that entire book. It just like he's so. <laughs> I didn't know like how eccentric he is and just how also how eh, a little bit crazy he is that book goes into a lot about how he's fought with his coaches basically since little league and how he's his dad has his dad basically told him like well you know better than uh, your your coaches anyway so they can they can go 
themselves if they don't like what you're doing. Wasn't sure. that Colby Rasmus's deal? Like, didn't his dad, like, clash a ton? Like, he just didn't yeah. keep coaching well? The thing is, with Trevor Bauer, is that he's actually... Yeah, he's like, phenomenal. Yeah, he's actually right. Like he, because like he's been at the cutting edge of every technological technological revolution. <laughs> ex- ex- except when it comes to his drone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they talk about that in the book, and they talk about like why were you doing that, and like basically why in the playoffs were you? Well, I mean, he says he says he says in in like in in his defense, he makes the case that like flying drones is what keeps him sane, so he's able to pitch. Like when he. <laughs> Like when he's completely stressed out about something, like he can fly. Yeah, he shouldn't have been trying to like fix his drone in the playoffs. He should have, you know, just gotten a new one. He he's kind of an idiot, but he's also kind of a genius. So, so do you remember in like one of the few things I remember about the movie Super Bad? George Michael, what's his name? Um, Michael Sarah. Sarah is like dating no was it Juno where he's like dating this girl and, and Juno's like I don't think she likes me he's like no that's just what she looks like it's like she, she's like she always gives me the, a stink eye she's like no that's just what she looks like that's I'm pretty sure that's super bad that's like what Trevor Bauer looks like when he pitches like yeah he also, he's like giving someone the stink eye or like, like no that's just what he looks like yeah it's just what he looks like that he's been picked on his whole life too because like they talked about how like when he went to the driveline um, pitching facility and how like they tested like his athletic ability basically like his athletic ability is is that of like you know less than an average person all he can do like he can throw 95 and locate well he can throw 95 because he trained he he like he he changed the the reason that he never has arm injuries is because like his actual like his actual arm speed is like below average but he's become so efficient with his motion and like he's using the most of his body that you could possibly use is he can throw 95 but like as far as pure like athletic ability and like arm speed he's below average like he couldn't even he shouldn't be able to even throw like 80 but because like he's used like high speed cameras since he was like 13 years old to like refine his motion into the most efficient pitching motion that you can have, he can throw 95 and he can throw 95 without ever getting hurt because like, he just doesn't have the ability to put to like move his arm fast enough to put that much stress on his elbow or his shoulder. So he's like the bizarro Jabba Chamberlain. Basically. Yeah. Far be it for us to continue to talk about a friggin' Cleveland Indian. But the other cool thing about Trevor oh, Bauer God, is there's more over the last <laughs> Was it that last offseason or two years ago? Um, he ended up making more money um, than he thought he would. Like, uh, so the, the process when you're under team control is the team kind of comes comes to you with a contract offer. Right. You can take it. Or if you don't like it, you can go to arbitration, which sucks for everybody involved. Yeah. Um, so ideally, you don't go to arbitration. You just agree on on a series of one year contracts with your team. And I guess they came in with like a million dollars more than he thought he was going to get. And he like gave it away. He did this video like, hey, yeah. like submit your ideas for things for me to do with this extra money that I didn't think I would have. And that was kind of cool um, that, that he did that. Like the idea is like I think mostly charity and not to like, I don't know, make it rain and, and like <laughs> – yeah, like, they, yeah, he did do that. It was like mostly he gave it away to some charities and stuff like that. And yeah, he he, he cause, because honestly, like from the book, he knows that his public image, like he comes off 
He's like, most of his teammates in college hate him. And most of his, you know, all through his life, most of his teammates and coaches. Maybe it's because he looks like he's constantly giving people the stink eye. (laughs) Well, yeah, part of it. And, I mean, he most of the time he hates them, too. Because, (laughs) like, he's not, like, the typical athlete that likes the same things as them. Like, he's, like, more of a, like, a nerd. He just happened to be able to make himself into, like, the most efficient pitcher in baseball history. And so, uh, so like he's, he's like recognized that he really needs to work on reforming his image to what, like, you know, so, so he didn't really care about charity. He just wanted to reform his, it was just an image thing. Well, he didn't talk specifically that part. That wasn't specifically in the book, but I have to believe that that was part of why he did that. One more baseball thing. And then I'll move on. Um, a couple weeks ago, I was going to go to Canary's game. Like we arranged like a church night at, at, um, this baseball game. We have an independent minor league baseball team in town. And, uh, unfortunately I was too sick to go. I stayed home, but like my whole family went, my brother went and like every, you know, big, big crowd there. And I, I go to check like the, the Twitter to see like how the game's going. And I see that Carlos Zambrano is oh, the right. opposing pitcher. <laughs> that Carlos Zambrano is pitching independent league baseball, which is just crazy to me. Like he was, I mean, a force of nature when he was pitching in the big leagues. He, yeah. I mean, he had been a year with one of the best pitchers in baseball, but he was right. such a hothead. Um, like he got in a fight with his own catcher in the dugout one time. <laughs> yeah, at one time, I, I think there were more than one time. But yeah, and I remember you sent me that. I looked it up, and he made like something like a hundred and forty-eight million dollars throughout his professional career. So <laughs> I hope he's doing this. You hope he's doing this for, just for the love of the for game. the love of the game, not because like he needs the money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows? So, so some of these guys like. Um, they, they want their kids to be able to see them play the game or something, you know, they're, they're, yeah. they're but like, you'd think that he'd be a, in an affiliate organization, like, mm-hmm. to, like not like, cause I don't think these guys make much money at all. No. Although no. I, okay. I promised that was gonna be the last one. I should say, uh, Patrick, um, Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, dad, he yeah. pitched here for two years and I got to see him win a, a championship, um, here, uh, in, in the league and, and, uh, uh, allegedly Patrick uh, spent, I mean, it's not like his whole family moved here for the summer, but they would come up and visit and like, they would, I guess Patrick would mess around on the field before games and stuff. So Pat, Pat Mahomes has a career war of 0.1. Oh, it's not it's, negative. It's not negative. He's, he's a positive war, uh, career area of 547 pitched a total of, uh, 11 years. Uh, how many innings? 709 innings. So he, he had two, two years where he had over hundred innings pitched. Oh, that's pretty good. And his last, um, Major League year was 2003, and he pitched in Sioux Falls, I think, in, in 07 and 08. So, I mean, he this I mean, he would have been a long shot. To so make. he was really old. Then. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Thomas, how are you? Are you dead? Huh? What? <laughs> what have you been doing? I'm sorry, I'm on my phone. Are, are you guys done? Thank God I have editorial control. Transition. Ryan, how much would you say that you like Succession? I really like Succession. It was my favorite show last year. I like the way that you say succession, Thomas. You can succession. Can you briefly just like summarize the plot of succession for those who might not know? Um, Make sure to do it in a way that spoils everything for it, me. It's a, uh, you know, it's a family where that they, they own a um, television that network lives. that's like a... Um, a, a media conglomerate. Uh, they own a news station that's very, very, very similar to Fox News. The, uh, the dad is aging and he has three sons and a daughter who are all vying for 
control of that uh, media conglomerate and want and are in different stages of being in and out of his favor. And, right. uh, and important they, to notice that they're all idiots. They, yeah, they are all idiots. Well, I think Kendall is kind of smart, but he's also a drug addict. And so that's what uh, that's what takes him down. I like Kieran Culkin's character. He's he's like insane, but he's also he's the I don't know, the playboy of the family. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I I think that Kieran Culkin is probably my favorite. He has my favorite performance in the show, I think. I think that he he does the... I don't know if I can pick a favorite performance. I love all the performances in that show. Jeremy Strong, and I I think he's great in this. But I think everybody's great in this. I think the guy who plays Greg, uh, Nicholas Braun. The interactions between uh, him and Tom. Yeah. (laughs) Are are really good. He, he, He puts in a really good, like, slightly clueless kid from the countryside or something who wants right. a good job yeah he's 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 like he's he's kind of part of the family because brian cox is the the patriarch and uh, it used to be him and his brother ran the company but then brian cox and his brother had a falling out and so greg is from the brother's side of the family. And so he's still family, but he's kind of from the bad side of the family because I guess the brother somehow got a conscience and, you know, disagreed with some of the things that uh, Brian Cox did. And I don't know. And also uh, Alan Ruck is like the oldest brother or the old, the oldest son of Brian Cox. And he's like this hippie, but, <laughs> but he's dating a prostitute. <laughs> 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 yeah, I was at first I was I was unsure about whether she was actually a prostitute or they just saying they it. Make it clear. Yeah, yeah. I know. for a while they just hint at it. They're like they're like making jokes about her being a prostitute, but then eventually they make it clear that yeah, she definitely is a prostitute, and he's paying her to live with him. I, I started out. I wasn't. I, I was a little skeptical, but the the first there are ten episodes, right, in the first yes. season. Yeah, and they a, they went by really fast. I think it took me four days to finish it. We start. We didn't start watching it right when it started. I think we started like we started catching up to it. Like we started a few weeks behind. And so the first three or four episodes, maybe we were just like, eh, you know, I guess it was it was at a time where we had lots of time to watch TV, and it was because when was it? When was it on? It must have just been on like just after Piper was born. And so, like, we're just, like, watching lots of TV. We're just like, ah, should we keep watching this? Like, I like it, but uh, it's not, like, it's not great. And then somewhere around episode four or five, we just, we just couldn't wait to get to the next episode. Because it just, it, it, it just became, like, so amazing at that point that, uh, yeah, I really, really fell in love with it. And yeah, so. no, I, I, I thought it was good. I, I was totally, after the first couple of episodes, I was prepared to come on here and argue with you about how shit it is. I know, that's what I told you. I told you, like, the first few are like, yeah, you could go either way. But then, at some point, it picks up steam, and... It's like, <laughs> it's like uh, Ryan at a swingers party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so the, sec- the second season of, of the show premieres on August 11th, yeah. so if uh, people want to catch up. They they should have plenty of time to to do it. Chris, guys, you should watch guys, it. Guys, just just to be clear, this is the the inferior version of Billions. No, it's, it uh, is the 
Superior is better than Billions. Well, that's not true. But uh, it is it, better than Billions. Oh come on! Like, Obviously, Succession takes place in like a heightened reality. You cannot tell me that Billions is based in reality and grounded in the world that we live in. It is ridiculous. It's based on the public attorney, whatever his face is, the guy he, who that's the best part headlines. Of it. If they would stick to the Paul Giamatti storyline, Damien Lewis's storyline is just. It gotten more and more ridiculous as it gone on. And I love Damien Lewis. He's in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Plays Steve McQueen. <laughs> no, Bill Billions is great. Like in the I think it was the last season, uh Wags is trying to get into this uh secret society of one percenters and all the things that he does to try to get there. And that's also based in reality. Like it's an actual thing. It exists. Um no B- Billions is great but I suspect that the next season, which will be the last, is going to thoroughly suck. I, I stopped I th- watching it after the second or third season. Okay, well, you're an idiot. Stop watching it when he brings on his quant that was oh, like... Oh, Taylor? Uh, yeah. Can we talk about some other obscure show that no one's probably heard of? Talk, we've covered Blackadder. Billions is not obscure. Blackadder isn't obscure either. Ask any Englishman and they will know what it is. We'll ask all the Englishmen, all of our English listeners. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there are like two. All right, guys, I, it's time for another ad. Transition. You ready for an ad, guys? You have an ad? I have an ad. We all want the same thing, right? No. Yeah. Right, yes. Right, guys? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Or girls, whatever. whatever. Whether you're a guy or a girl... Or old or oh. young, we all want the same thing. Okay, yes. Inbox zero. <laughs> that elusive inbox zero. What, what are you guys at? I have 5,095 unread messages. What, what, what me, do you guys have? Let me see here. Unread? personal? Personal, whatever. Combining all of my personal email boxes I have, I have 227,900. <laughs> unread? Unread emails in my. Are you insane? Six different. I mean, you know that includes so for my that includes Fresh Motherington and for my iCloud that's uh, fifty six thousand. My Gmail that's one hundred and fifteen thousand. How how do you go about your life? Like what? How do you? I I don't like I don't use those for anything. I mean, my main email that I use is iCloud, and that's. Fifty six thousand two hundred and eleven. Okay. If you're if you're talking unread emails, I have two unread emails in my personal inbox. That's just because I haven't listened to the secret pod. Wow, you're you're a lunatic. On my work inbox, I have zero unread. I have zero unread in my work inbox. <laughs> I don't. Anyway, did you know that there is finally a solution for the thousands of unread emails that we have? Yeah, you read them when they are. Whatever. You have don't. probably heard of Sainbox. Let me unlike... let me let me go through some of the emails that you think I'm going to read here that I've got in my the, in my inbox here that you you say that you read. Let's see here. Um, the Blaze Daily PM. The, the Blaze. <laughs> Somehow I'm getting emails from the Blaze. <laughs> Glenbeck's Glenbeck's news website. Next real door time. Post real time. Real-time fantasy guy. missing a chicken. <laughs> Real-time fantasy sports. No thanks. It's not even football season. Senator Tom Cotton. I don't know how he got my email address, but t- Senator Tom Cotton. Picking Cotton. Cure, cure, <laughs> keto Pure Natural. Um, 
this one just says Julia, soak in the summer sun with me. Right, right, uh, right, right, Ryan, Ryan, stop. So you know that you, you can check that box and you can click mark all unread as read. Well, I might miss something then. <laughs> <laughs> there might be an email from five years ago that he left unread on purpose. <laughs> anyway, did you know that there is finally a solution for the thousands of emails of unread emails that we have? You've probably heard of Sanebox, but unlike old technology like Sanebox, this is a revolutionary, cutting-edge technology. Lignum is a new technology that will give you Inbox Zero. Do you have a hard time scrolling through hundreds of emails that you get just because you got a wild hair up your rear end and decided to order one item from Banana Republic and forever you're... You're informed of every single sale they have every single week. With Lignum, each day you will receive in your mailbox a printout of last week's emails. That's right. Lignum <laughs> prints your emails and mails them to you so that you can get to Inbox Zero. But how much is this going to cost me, you must be asking yourself. Fear not, it is only $1 an email. And get this, shipping is always free. Whether you get 50 emails a day or 500 emails a day, you will never pay a dime for shipping. So if you want to embrace the future and embrace Lignum, and and if you want to get to Inbox Zero, go to Lignum.com slash Dudes Counting for 20% off your introductory uh, package. So if you want a package, yeah, go ahead. Did you say printout? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like like on physical paper. Yeah. And uh, and then what? Like you sit down with a cup of tea and you go. And they mail it to you. Clear and- out my email box and right. Clog up my actual mailbox. I don't check that anyway. <laughs> uh, and is this company considered environmentally friendly? Are they are oh, they well, offsetting? No, I, I think it's like Norwegian or something. They're they're pretty they're pretty green up there, aren't they? We thank. Uh, lig- lignum? Lignum, yeah. Lignum. Li- lignum for sponsoring the podcast. L- lignum is Latin for wood. It's, it's branding, you know. So we talked a bit about uh, politics last week, and I, I wanted to-, to return to it this week because there's something that's – well, there are two things. Um, the first is that I really appreciate all of the attention given to Sweden recently by the U.S. <laughs> president. Uh, it's been lovely it's been filling up my not my email inbox but i've been getting so many are are you getting lignum are you getting this stuff in your actual mailbox now no no as as text messages uh from a lot of people who are like thomas did you see this thomas what's happening in sweden thomas the president's making fun of you or whatever so that's annoying other than that the big news of the past week is that uh, the uk has a new prime minister uh, boris johnson i don't johnson. think it's really news that people are making fun of sweden just to be clear Mm-mm. doesn't sound like breaking news it sounds like business as usual more of the same yeah. well in uh, in the uk we have a new prime minister and uh, in the wake of boris Me? boris johnson's uh, ascendance to the the premiership uh, voted in by I don't know, like two-thirds of Tory members, there has been an avalanche of, I guess, I don't know, outrage on, on the left, not just in the UK, but also in the US. And and the, the, the thing that really annoys me is how everything has to be somehow compared 
or likened to Donald Trump. So people are saying that Britain has received their dear Donald Trump or the, the equivalent of Donald Trump, or whatever it is. So, You're being so yeah, the Trump let's of podcasting right Boris now. Boris Johnson is good at showmanship. It is, it is one of the things that he does really well. He gets a lot of attention, and he does that. But Boris Johnson is actually intelligent. He received scholarships to go to schools. He has been the editor of The Spectator. He has been the mayor of London. He is socially liberal. He is for amnesty. He, he is for European-style limited smaller government. In, in no way, shape, or form does he resemble, besides the funny hairdo, in no way, shape, or oh, form he does he resemble hair. Donald Trump. He has fantastic hair. I get your point. He's, he's a serious person, and Trump well, is no, not, a, not a serious He's, he's only like 50% like Trump. 50% of Donald Trump is the hair. Also, Boris Johnson was born in New York. So they also have that in common. So two Boris Johnson has never sold steaks with his name on it. No. Because <laughs> he sold Boris wine. This is probably the one thing that I hate the most about today's political climate is how everything has to either be good, which means that it is not Trump, or it is bad, which means that it is Trump or something similar to Trump. I would bet that 90% of these people who are drawing these comparisons are the same people for whom like everything has a corresponds to Harry Potter. <laughs> They're like, you're such a Dumbledore. Voldemort. Oh, I wish I got any of those references. Dumbledore is the guy who said, welcome to the layer cake. <laughs> Politics existed before 2016. And that, that seems a hard concept for some people to grasp. Do you think that it's annoying that everything is either, like you said, it's either... Good, which means the opposite of Trump, or if in any way they can make, you know, a comparison to Trump, then it's bad. And like, oh, well, this is now the new Trump. Boris Johnson has previously been in favor of amnesty for all illegal immigrants in the United Kingdom. And people are comparing him to Marine Le Pen and Donald Trump and Viktor Orban. It's it's insane. It's a very stupid time to be alive. You know, the, the thing that I brought up today um, in premium, anything that Trump says, people have to uh, oppose. I brought up today that, that uh, how annoying it is. So I don't even know what Donald Trump said about Baltimore. But suddenly people on, on the Twitters are coming up with the hot take that actually Baltimore's really nice. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what? Like, I don't understand why you have to. Thing we said doesn't mean Baltimore is suddenly nice. I, I definitely think that him talking about Baltimore was race related, and that oh, he yeah. does that because uh, starting, you know, racial tensions fires up his base, and he knows that, and that's why he does that. But that doesn't mean you have to say like you all of a sudden have to defend. Baltimore as being like a wonderful place. You know, you can say that Trump is because he doesn't say that about rundown places where white people live. Rundown places where white people live, he talks about with sympathy. He doesn't talk about rundown places where black people live the same way. He calls them, you know, rat infested places that no human being would want to live. And when it's places that white people live, he says things like, "Oh, they're." You, he he talks about them with sympathy, like their their jobs are leaving or whatever it is. Right, but that is like I, I don't know if it is conscious or not on his part, but that is his path to re-election is to win the same same states that he won last time. And the only way that he does that is by keeping his base in those states. So in Ohio and Pennsylvania and whatever in the Midwest to keep them energized. Do you think sure. it's that calculated? Someone said that 
there's the Trump, there's the Trump Occam's razor, which is whatever the dumbest possible conclusion <laughs> is probably the most likely. <laughs> so I like that Trump's I, I, razor. It's not three dimensional chess. It's just sheer stupidity. Do you guys have anything else before I call it? What are you gonna nothing call for it? you. That is it for today. We'll be back next week uh, where we will be talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and I guess about Quentin Tarantino in general. I, I need to start putting a list together of my favorites. Chris going to see Next it. week? Like, we're going to record again next week? I thought we did this like every three weeks or something. <laughs> <laughs> we're, going to a, we're going to a monthly format. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon if you want more. <laughs> Lock up your son and daughter Beware the deadly flashing blade Unless you want to end up shorter Black Adder, Black Adder He rides a pitch black steed Black Adder, Black Adder He's very bad indeed Black is love's of finest mode Twenty-seven minutes ago, David French. I'm late to this take, but HBO's Succession is really, really good. <laughs> David French is like right about everything. Like there's yeah, he is. the Sunny Bunch <laughs> thing, but like every movie take he has, because like he was the first. No, one. no, it's not. That's not true. His movie takes can be bad. Like he liked no. Aquaman. Did you like Aquaman? I haven't seen it, um, but he he was the first one before I even saw Holmes and Watson. He said. Holmes and Watson was hilarious. Who said this? I'm sorry. David French. Oh. And Holmes and Watson is hilarious. I saw oh. it after he said that. And he was right. It is hilarious. You have a strange sense of humor sometimes, my friend. Uh, no, I have a sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can sense when something is funny. Right, Ryan, you should go on Twitter and respond to David French and ask him how many boobs there are in uh, succession. <laughs> I'm sure that like a hundred people have probably already asked him that. <laughs>